Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades. Auto, home, life, business insurance. They'll do everything they can to save you money. Sometimes that's with bundles, but they'll figure it out for you. They'll make sure you're insured and save you as much money as possible. If there's ever a claim, they go to work as if it happened to them because customer service means everything. They also want to make sure your policies are updated all the time. Customer service, pretty insurance, words that go together perfectly. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory. Holidays are a great time to buy. They're a great deal. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call the day. The Chiefs rally late against the Raiders in Vegas. Robinson Hardman to the right along with Kelsey. Darrell Williams, the lone setback. Raiders rush four. Mahomes retreats. Steps up into the pocket. He throws it late for the end zone. Kelsey wide open. Touchdown, Kansas City. Why not? Mahomes to Kelsey again to take the lead on a 22-yard touchdown pass with 28 seconds to go. I can't believe Mahomes let a comeback. I, just, I, I never saw that coming. Shocking. I never saw that coming. I thought, wow, boy, this guy's got something to him. He's pretty good. <laughs> That GM's pretty good, too. Yes, Brett Veach's done a great job. I mean, they can't defend the little sisters of the poor, but offensively, he's got some... Who, who plays in the NFL? Who plays great defense? I mean, does Baltimore play great defense? No. Does Kansas City play great defense? No. I mean, who plays great defense in the NFL? Pittsburgh's up there. Pittsburgh's good, but they're not great. They're good. I mean, they shut down Jacksonville. I, I think you need a different scale here. <laughs> but nobody, nobody in the end, all the rules are designated toward the offense. And when you're watching games, okay, here, here's in the NFL. Look, I don't mind a lot of offense. That's fine, but there has to be some some balance there about defenses. I mean, because nobody's playing great defense in the NFL. Look at the Packers. You know, Aaron Rodgers does everything he can. Not going to be perfect, but the Packers are not really good defensively. The Colts aren't really that great defensively. I'm watching that game yesterday. I mean, Kansas City's not a great defensive team, you know. You know, let's be honest about it. They aren't. I mean, I didn't say they're awful or terrible. I've said they're not a great defensive team. 
that's the way it is. I mean, you, you last night they're putting up all the they like pro football focus numbers, which they do now at the beginning, because that's Chris Collinsworth's company, PFF. And Chris Jones, I think, was ranked, what, eighth at his position. Everybody else was in the 30s, 40s. <laughs> it's the way it is. I mean, they're not. Then there's your team. Do we want to go there? <laughs> I want to give you an opportunity now to lament what you saw yesterday. I finally just, after all the text messages, I finally just turned the phone off. <laughs> well, I'm not even going to focus on the game itself, Steve. This is something that I tweeted out yesterday. and What, the, the cardboard cutouts? I mean, there was a point. I thought, <laughs> I thought I saw two of the cardboard cutouts put on ponchos. I thought, well, that's interesting. Yeah, because they were going to get what not enough there. Um, but it's time now for Jeffrey Lurie to really look in the mirror, take a good look in the mirror at where this organization has gone since it won a Super Bowl. To be this bad this quickly since winning a championship is a colossal failure. It's time to move on from the head coach who's fully reached the Stunod level. It's time to move on from the GM, who has basically gone on a power trip since winning the Super Bowl by destroying this team's medical staff, which has caused all these crazy amounts of injuries the last three seasons. He has not drafted well. And he continues to make questionable moves. And now you've got a head coach that has let things get so bad where the quarterback has regressed to amount of levels where I have never seen before. You're talking about a guy that went from an MVP-type level in his second year, a big part of the Eagles' Super Bowl run, to go where he is right now, which he doesn't look like he has any, any clue or any confidence in himself whatsoever. Now, some of that is on him. I get it. But... That's mostly on the head coach for A, letting him get that far, and then B, not helping him. Doug Peterson mentioned during his press conference last week, I want to get Carson Wentz to roll out a little bit more because he's more successful. I counted twice that happened in that game yesterday. I want to run the football more. Did it well in the first quarter, got away from it after that. It's just the same things over and over, and it's time for Jeffrey Lurie to look in the mirror and make some big big changes to this team, regardless of somehow they win this crazy bad division or not. Do you feel better now? I do. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> there are people that make hundreds of dollars an hour <laughs> to sit there and listen. <laughs> hundreds of dollars an hour. To listen to somebody sit in their office and rant. <laughs> um, all right, you mentioned Brett Feach. Brett Feach has done a brilliant job in the confines of the salary cap of coming up with solutions that keep Kansas City at or near the top of their game. He locked up his quarterback. He's got a fabulous tight end. Got speed all over the place. He's got speed everywhere. He knows he needs another running back to go with Clyde Edwards Alaire. 
he gets Le'Veon Bell, who, by the way, fits in perfectly with what Kansas City is doing. They've had some issues up front with offensive linemen. One opted out. Right? They've been, he's been able to fill the breach. Now, again, defensively, they're kind of, you know, they're doing the best they can, but they they give up a lot of a lot of points. They literally under the category of, you know, obviously to win a game you have to outscore somebody, but everyone knows in the context of slang, uh, the Chiefs essentially have to outscore people to win. All right. But he's done a good job of filling gaps. The Eagles haven't done that. The Eagles have not done a good job of filling gaps where they have issues. Now, obviously, Carson Wentz is not Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, Kansas City probably wouldn't mind having Miles Sanders. They wouldn't mind having that. I don't think there's a single Eagles wideout that the Chiefs would want. The Eagles have good tight ends, yet the Chiefs' tight ends better. And part of it is you can't you can't fall into the trap of doing a couple things where you're acting like you know something that other people don't know, and, they're, and you're smarter than they are. And that's the and that, a good example is the Jalen Hurts pick. That pick was a meaningful pick for this team, whether it was getting a, a key defensive player, another wide receiver, something. Okay, that was not the spot for a vanity pick. And this has nothing to do with Jalen Hurts as a player and nothing to do with Jalen Hurts the person. Nothing. It just turned out he's the person they picked. So I'm not railing in any way, shape, or form against Jalen Hurts, the player or the person. Zero. But I'm railing against the selection of position that the Eagles made. They had needs. They addressed some of it in the first round with Rager, the wideout from TCU. Now you get to the second round. That's another need round. Vanity picks usually take place in rounds five through seven. Maybe you can stretch it in round four, but it's third day for a vanity pick. And to do it in the second round? Oh, no, I know it. We're smarter than everybody else. We know what we're doing. And to be honest with you, I don't know. You don't. Sometimes you've got to stick to the basics. And what the Eagles have not done in the draft and in a couple of other areas, they've not stuck to the basics, and it's, it's coming back. It's coming back to bite them right now. Now that's a more logical look as opposed to the fire everybody rant we just heard. <laughs> I mean, I think in your rant, the only person that survived was Merrill. That's exactly right. I mean, I think you got rid of everybody else, <laughs> the owner. The GM, the coach, the quarterback. There's only one guy left. It's Merrill and a couple of the secretaries. And even they were near your cut line. That's right. To be honest, Baker Mayfield, the Eagles defense played decently yesterday. Baker Mayfield did not play well. No, he hasn't played well the last three weeks. It was a day where the, the Browns could be had. But they couldn't do it. So now you have um, all four teams in the division have three wins, correct? Yep, Eagles have a half-game lead on everybody else. So they're going to lose it temporarily 
but because probably of the for tie. good on Thursday. Because of the tie right, with Cincinnati. Reversal. Yeah. And and by the way, how awful is that Joe Burrow got hurt? Oh. And and by the way, it's it's uh it's torn ACL, torn MCL plus other structural damage. Ugh. One of the products, somebody said to me, well, it's a, you know, the Bengals, you know, it's, it's, they put nothing around them. Well, to be honest with you, the reason they drafted first overall is because they were the worst team in the league last year. Okay. When you draft first, it's normally because you're bad. Well, that quarterback's going to go to a bad team. Can you overcome that? A guy like Peyton Manning could overcome it. A guy like Ryan Leaf could not as the second overall pick. Andrew Luck could. RG3 got hurt. Now, the Washington moved up to get that pick. They were like, I think, the seventh pick. Eighth pick. I think it was the seventh pick that year, and they moved up to two to get RG3. But those quarterbacks that get picked in the first couple of spots... They have a lot to overcome early because they're not going to good teams. Then you got some years where neither quarterback really is that great. Jameis Winston was first overall to Tampa Bay, Marcus Mariota for, uh, second overall to Tennessee. Neither one of them is a good good NFL quarterback. Neither of them. By the way, your guy Taysom Hill came through big. He did. Another guy you hate. It's unbelievable. You, I mean. I, I no, I I agreed with that pick, and I right. agree I agree with him starting because they right. they should start him. And then then here's the interesting one. Now we're going to see how this plays out. But Justin Herbert under the category of wow. Man, I know the L.A. Chargers aren't winning a ton of games right now, but you watch him play. He was the sixth overall pick in the draft. He was the guy picked right after Tua Tunga Viola, and. He, I did not picture Justin Herbert playing the way he's playing right now, based on what I saw at Oregon. Me neither. I mean, I knew he could run. I knew the mobility would help him. But I didn't see the accuracy throwing the ball. Well, now his ability to throw the deep ball, impressive. So this is what's going to happen. Before everybody jumps on the bandwagon and says, oh, yeah, that's a, yeah, the Chargers ripped everybody off. They beat the system. They got the with the fourth quarterback in the draft, and boy, look at how he's playing. Okay, slow down. <laughs> okay, what do I always talk about? Adjustments. Right now, the league is not adjusted to Justin Herbert. At some point, they will come up with things that he'll have to adjust to. And if he does. He's going to have a successful, wonderful career, and you can look back and say, wow, the Chargers knew more than everybody else. Or it could be that they adjust to him, and all of a sudden he has, he struggles adjusting. So we'll see. I mean, next year will be big. Like a year from now, we have this conversation about him. If we're having the same conversation, wow. He's, I mean, he, he'll be the franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. If he struggles having that conversation, then we start talking about the Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota conversation. But as of right now, he's out of the gate playing beautiful football. Really, I, it's, it, because of red zone, you get a chance to see some of this. 
He's been good. He has been really good. Yeah, Roethlisberger's pretty good. Have you noticed that? Yeah, playing very well. It's great to, in, this, in this state to have a franchise quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it is. They are the only bright spot of Pennsylvania football right now. Yeah, I know. Well, as I talk, I, I spent the opening hour of the show talking about it. I mean, you can list whatever problems you think Penn State has, okay? But there's a starting point on the problem. I went to the starting point because everything to me dovetails off of that. Everything is a domino off of that. It's it's the turnovers. The turnovers are determining a lot of things. They're determining. The turnovers are determining confidence, field position, points, which then eventually affects how you want to coach the game, which then affects how you want to play the game, which then in turn affects the margin of error of the game. I mean, it's just a lot of things that it that starting there it starts cascading down from giveaway takeaway. In Penn State's last year, Penn State was plus eight. They had a hundred, I don't know, hundred four points, hundred three points off of takeaways last year. This year, they're minus nine. The opponent has fifty one points, including twenty four Saturday. That's why, if you, when you played the highlight package, what was the what was the one thing I said on the final call? Iowa gets twenty four points off of takeaways and wins. Because that was the game. There's a lot of, again, there's a lot of other stuff that goes into the pyramid to get to you that point, but what is the starting point on the the biggest single problem? Turnovers. you got to start with one, then you start going through the rest of the list. Well, part of that list is determined because of what's happened with the turnovers. Part of it. Not all of it, but part of it. In fact, a big part of it. There's just so many dominoes that have, that are off that. I mean, Penn State last year is just basic field position, basic field position. Penn State's down with 250 yards in five games. That's 50 yards a game. Last year, Penn State was plus 700 yards on field position. You make the other guy go the length of the field. You get the short field, you know. Now, some of these are good plays by the opponent. Some of these are absolute unforced errors. All right. Back with more in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
right, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. So I talked to James Franklin this morning for a while, and uh, I said, you know, I said, you know, what are you going to have to do on this trip coming up? Because Governor Whitmer put in, through an executive order on November 15th, a series of restrictions on gatherings, which, you know, with restaurants and things like that. I said, I said, how are you going to handle this? And the way they're going to have to handle it is that normally when Penn State, in fact, you know what, I'll get into this more in the next half hour. Uh, I'll come right out of the gate with this. But the trip is going to have to be a little bit different because they're going to have to work around the governor's executive order in Michigan, Governor Whitmer, so we'll explain how they're going to work around it. Because uh, it does change some of the dynamics for them. A lot of adjustments. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, whatever it may be. They will do everything they can to make sure that, A, you are insured and covered, and, B, they want to do it in such a way where when it's all said and done, they can save you money. And that is all at Purdy Insurance. Market Street and somebody go to purdyinsurance.com. These are great pros that are even better people. Just really terrific people. Can't say enough good things about them. Great pros, great people. Pretty good combination. All at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, Great pre-owned inventory. Great time to buy, too. Oh, yeah. Great time to buy. Uh, Great deals. Holidays are a fun time to buy new vehicle. No getting around it. And it's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Now, we thought it would be fun today for Matt that he had the opportunity to listen to somebody who feels exactly the same way he does. (laughs) So with that, we were very thankful on this Thanksgiving week to bring in the outstanding Matt Leon from Philadelphia, sir. Welcome. Good to be with you. Always my pleasure. 
the Eagles yesterday, um, they understand that the guys with the dark jerseys were Cleveland, right? Yeah, that was ugly. I mean, I, I feel like every time I say this to you, it's not even just that they're bad, that they are, but they're they're boring and they're frustrating. And you get very – it's actually funny. I was actually thinking to myself on the first offensive drive of the game, wow, they are doing exactly what they're good at. They're moving the football. They're efficient. This is fun to watch. Almost 30 seconds after that thought was processed by my brain, Miles Sanders fumbled on the four-yard line. Yeah. Like it was, you know, they're, they're just not good. Some bad breaks, but they do a lot of odd things. They do them over and over again. The quarterback's regressed. The defense is okay, but I feel like I say this to you every week. They don't really make a lot of plays. So they they don't change games and help them steal points or steal possessions. Uh, and I mean, Doug Peters, it looks kind of lost right now. Like it's it's frustrating on all fronts. There's very little to get excited about. You feel like the only time they can win is within their division. I mean, that's the yeah. only shot that they have. Yeah, I mean that Cleveland was not good yesterday. No, like Cleveland was not anything special. They were very pedestrian. Baker Mayfield missed a bunch of easy throws. They couldn't roll. They didn't run the ball that effectively, with the exception of that electric yeah. one long run Chubb had, which he's yeah. going to do to a lot of teams. But for the yeah. most part, they kept them in check, you know. And the Eagles just can't take advantage. I mean, it's just nobody seems to have any answers either. I mean, I just saw some highlights of Doug Peterson's press conference. And when the headlines are Jason Peters stays at left tackle and they feel like they have to get Alshon Jeffrey more involved, I, you know, I feel like I'm watching a press conference from 2017. Like, yeah. I, it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm all for being for your guys, but at a certain point, you have to realize, like, Alshon Jeffrey's been back for two weeks. He hasn't caught a ball. I know. Now, he's only on the field for five plays yesterday, but that's your focus? Getting an oft-injured early 30s receiver back into the into the mix, a guy who hasn't been a serious factor in three years? I, I just, I'm baffled. It's really baffling to me. And the quarterback's baffling to me, too. I it, It's I find it logically hard to believe he's regressed to this much. But then I watch him stand in the end zone for three, four seconds and take a safety. Yeah. Where I, that, of all the plays, we could go probably play by play and find something to complain about. That was the most disturbing. Like, that just showed a lack of that inner clock that most high school quarterbacks have. It was bizarre. Like, you're just watching, and you're like, throw the ball. Why isn't he throwing the ball? Throw the ball, Carson. It just it baffled me. It was just so strange. I mean, he didn't even try to escape the pocket. Just stood there like it was a seven-on-seven drill. I, you know, I got nothing. All right, so I want to bring it to this, though. What is the difference between the Carson Wentz, the play before he got hurt against the Rams, diving to the end zone, which put him out for the rest of the season. And the Carson Wentz we're seeing now, I mean, what's the difference between the two? I I think it's got to be the neck up. I mean, he's probably not quite as physically gifted. You know, he, he does play kind of a, I don't want to say reckless, 
but a physical brand of football running the football and he takes a ton of hits because they can't protect him uh, like they should but I think it's confidence I think it's second guessing I th- you feel like it's stuff doesn't come naturally everything is forced um, they, they, the play calling doesn't help you know, it's funny, if you watch social media, there is such a push between, like, Eagles media and Eagles fans that it's either Carson Wentz's fault or it's Doug Peterson's fault. And right. it's it's both. I, there's plenty to go around here. Something is obviously not right for Carson. To be fair, they also did him a disservice by drafting a quarterback in the second round. Yes, they did. Like, why would you bring? Oh, I don't care how good the kid is, and that's not. I'm not. This has nothing to do with Jalen Hurts. It's just the concept. If this is your guy, and you have dumped all this money, and you want to scold the media for talking about a quarterback controversy with Nick Foles and all, then you go draft a kid in the second round, and you look at everybody else like they're crazy. Like this is this is a collapse on many fronts. And that's what I think you see on Sunday. I think you see a team with no direction, a team that's not that talented, but a team that arrogantly thinks it's much better than they are because they won the Super Bowl three years ago, and they've backed into the playoffs the last two years in a terrible division. I mean, I see what they did with Hurts, and I also see what Green Bay, by the way, did with their first pick. I mean, what, do you want to win now? I mean, solve your problems now. Jalen Hurts yeah, is not the thing. Yeah, I mean, in other words, if, look, certain teams have to draft for the future. There's no getting around it. That's just the position they're in, right? Some teams need to draft for now because that's the position they're in. And I feel like the the Eagles, now I'd use Green Bay as an example, but I feel like that's what the Eagles did. They didn't draft for now. No, they, you know. Once again, I'm removing Hurts, the individual, and the player from this because it has very little to do with the conversation. Right. Exactly. Like, it has very little to do with the argument. I agree. If they, if this was a team that had talent the equivalent of, you know, uh, you know, a Kansas City or a, sure. you know, a team that had high-level talent across the board, right. uh, and you see a kid that you think really fits your scheme and is really talented and you think it's good value, I would still disagree with it, but I can understand your thought process. Sure. Like, we're in good shape. We think this kid can help, and if it can't, we can probably turn him around for twice what we paid for him. Sure. All right. This is a team that is leaking oil from multiple positions right. and has for multiple years. Yes. It's a team that has, has is plugging in 38-year-olds who are future Hall of Famers and, and Jason Peters, but who can't play at that level anymore. Right. And they're plugging them in at important positions. They're saying in press conferences after a awful loss like this that they have to get a guy like Alshon Jeffrey more involved. They have weaknesses all over. And you take a vanity pick in the second round yeah, exactly. instead of somebody, to your point, that could play today and raise the level of a position, and then you point the finger at everybody complaining as if they don't know what they're talking about? Right. It just it doesn't make any sense to me other than arrogance. That's the only thing you can come back to. We're smarter than you. You just keep giving us thousands of dollars for the season tickets, and we'll take care of the rest. Like, that's... The only thing I can I can come up with, you know, or you're not sold on Carson Wentz. You gave up the 
you gave up the farm for him, but you don't think he's your guy. So now you're hedging your bets and you're screwing yourself on multiple fronts. Right, exactly. I mean, I, I could see a vanity pick and maybe four or I mean, even four. I'd debate it, but maybe round five. But not oh, round yeah. two. I think most teams, yeah. if they had their druthers, would take a quarterback every year. Sure. But to your point, yeah. a sixth, a fifth, sixth, seventh, a guy you can put on the practice squad, yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe you turn him around in three years for a third rounder, right. like. You know, or he ends up I, like, but, or, yeah, he ends up like Taysom Hill, and like, yeah, okay, hey, we had yeah. him, we like him, you know, you, you go from there. But a second round, and you know, just so many places when you watch this team, they just don't make anything happen. Right? They can't block anybody. They don't catch the ball consistently. They don't have ball hawks in the secondary. They have half a linebacker that's serviceable. Like it's. You know, but yeah. yeah, by sure, take a kid who is, you know, the argument you have to make to the decision makers is you're spending a second round pick who, if everything goes as you hope it will this season, doesn't play it down. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it just it right. doesn't make any sense. And this has nothing to do with the person or the player. It's, no. it's the circumstance. You sit back and go, what? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Mayfield didn't have a great day yesterday. How much did the Eagles' defense actually contribute to him not having a great day? I think they played well, but this is the kind of the point I've made. Even when they play well, they made one play yesterday, the Fletcher Cox uh, strip fumble that they turned into a touchdown the next play. But they don't force multiple turnovers. I still think they only have three interceptions this year. Uh, I think they've got something like six turnovers, and I think three of them came in the one game against the 49ers. Like, they just – they do get after the quarterback. They, they, the defensive line is probably, I would say, probably the best unit on the team. But they don't cause havoc that changes games. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the throws that Mayfield missed were just Baker Mayfield being Baker Mayfield. Like, I don't think a lot of them, they were just throws that got away from him as, as some of his throws tend to do. Uh, I don't think the defense is the biggest problem on this team, but they're not good enough on their own to will this team to steal a couple victories that they they shouldn't. Because people are going to argue that you know it was a pick six and a safety, so the defense only gave up 13 points. Well, yeah, but the Eagles kick a field goal to make it 12-10. You need a stop. That's when Nick Chubb runs rips off that 55-yard run. Like. At times when you really need to tighten the screws, they come up. They've come up small, and that's happened multiple times during the season. So, like I said, not the main culprit, but they're really not helping either. Good talk. Good talk. I feel better now. It's cathartic. <laughs> feel like feel like I've just had a therapy session. All right. <laughs> hey, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thanks so much for everything. Thanks, Matt. You too, sir. Thanks so much. It's Matt Leon in Philadelphia. It was cathartic. That's exactly right. Good talk. It was, yeah. He's exactly right. He's pre- preaching to the choir. Well, I'll tell you right now, the choir right now is pretty bitter. I mean, I want my choir to be filled with joy. Hey, meanwhile, you're in a, you're in a choir of grumpy people. I mean, do I want to go to that church? <laughs> or do I want to go to a church that has hope? I mean, you don't want to go to the choir, western side of the state. I mean, if your choir has no hope, do I want to go there? Not only that, I don't want to hear you sing. All right, well, 
We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. During this time, we are operating under the guidance of the PA Insurance Department. Most of our staff continues to work from home to practice social distancing for the safety of our staff and clients. Our office remains open and available to service our current and new clients by phone, by calling 570-286-5855, email, and by appointment. Our after-hours emergency service is also ready to assist our clients with their needs. From the team at Purdy Insurance, stay safe, be well, be kind, and know that we remain dedicated to the highest level Levels of service to protect what matters most. Please do whatever you can to help out. There's no such thing as a I only gave donations. No such thing. Anytime you give to help out somebody else, you are doing so much. So there's no such thing as only, despite the rather cold presentation we just heard moments ago. He's, he's on there. He's doing his thing, trying to act warm. And I felt like I mean, I felt like there was like storm warnings. I mean, all right. So whatever. But please do whatever you can to help out. People need it more than ever. Need it more than ever. And we thank our great sponsors for being involved, as always. I did want to get to uh, how they have to travel this weekend. Normally, what Penn State does is they go through their um, their workout uh, in Haluba Hall. In the morning. Uh, then they get everybody ready to go between 11.30 and noon. Eventually they get out to the airport and the plane's up in the air at 2 o'clock. And they land at, you know, they usually try to time it where they get to the hotel between 3.30 and 4. Wherever it may be. So that's where they try to time it out. And when they get to the hotel, they usually get a quick bite to eat. Then they have meetings. Dinner. Meetings. Then some free time. Then they have what's called snack. I'm not going to get into, okay, these are all NCAA definitions as to what snack is. It's actually pretty good. All right. Well, because of Governor Whitmer's uh, November 15th executive order on the restrictions on gatherings and on meals, restaurants and so forth, they have to change how they're doing this. So Penn State is going to do their workout. They're then going to meet here. Then they're going to eat here. And then later, they're just going to fly to Michigan so that when they get to Michigan, they'll have like a grab-and-go snack for them. Uh, And then that will be it. Then they'll have to do grab-and-go breakfast on... Saturday morning, and I think I think they can, they'll meet by Zoom before they go, and then they you know they got grab and go breakfast, and then they they they'll meet by Zoom. That's how they have to do it because of the um, because of what's been put in place. So that that's that that's how they have to deal with this. So they have to get out of their normal because they can't have a team meal uh, together and because of the executive order was put in place. And I, look, I'm not being this is please this is not me commenting on the executive order. Right? Look, I, that's not my right. But I'm trying to explain to you 
how you have to work around such things. And Penn State's going to have to work around it. I mean, they're going to have to work around it. And that's how they have to work around it. Well, they'll have to, you know, I mean, meeting here is fine. Eating here is fine. That's no issue. But, again, it's out of the norm of what you're going to do. And it's this has taken away so much in-person, face-to-face bonding time for teams. Uh, every team. I mean, I, I mean, so I'll give you one. Iowa, this has nothing to do with COVID. But Iowa was delayed five and a half hours getting here on Friday. I mean, that's that's the nature of travel in this thing, and believe me, I'm somebody who's lived it. I understand it. So I'm, it happens to everybody. So this is something that Penn State has to work around. Uh, something they didn't think they'd have to work around, but then what's today? The twenty today's twenty third. So it's what eight days ago this went into effect. And I think she announced it. 10 days ago, and then it went into effect on the 15th. So you got to work around it. Now, Michigan being the home team, they don't have to work around it. Um, there aren't many advantages in this particular year of being home and away. There aren't. There are no fans there. But you still have, you still have to do the travel part. And you do have to work around what each state has. And I'll, I'll, I don't know what New Jersey is, which is next week. I don't know. And they then actually got, have no indoor gatherings either. Yeah. Okay. So they may have to do the same thing next week when they go to um, Rutgers. I mean, I know. I, you know, I've got to go there. Um, then I've got Virginia, and I've got to go. I've got to, actually. I've got to go to Michigan twice in two weeks. There you go. Because you know, there's basketball too. So there you go. I mean, that's uh, again. That's. It's just explaining to you what they have to go through. This is not, you know, this is not an excuse. It's not a complaint. This is just me giving you information about how you have to maneuver based on what each state does. I'm sure there's some maneuvering has to be done by teams that come into this state. I mean, my goodness, Virginia Tech thought they were going to have to wear a mask on Friday. In fact, before the game, they were going to play the national anthem and then Faith Hills breathe. I'm scared. No? Bad joke?